0: And the Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. Yay! All right, so um, we're going to go ahead and get the preliminaries out of the way. You're listening to us on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio as well as Bomb Baby Radio and the Dream Chasers Radio Network. We are testing out a new system, so I'm hoping that you can hear me very good. And so we're going to go ahead and jump on over to our other page and see if we can hear ourselves very good. You might hear an echo for a second, but that's all in fun. Yes. How to make that change, how to go ahead and, and do all those things and, and how to um, definitely, you know, get in there. And today's show is no different than any other day's show where we have you are what you believe. So I am excited. Excited, excited to have guests that will be calling in soon on the show for You Are What You Believe. But until then, we're going to go ahead and, again, we're testing out our microphone. And we think our microphone is really doing really well here. So let's go ahead and go with our first guest. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Okay,
1: my name is Stephen Turnwald, and I wrote a book called Safe Haven
0: of Jesus. Yes, and yes, I know. I I saw your video. I loved it. I loved the introduction of it all. Tell us how you came about getting. I mean, you know, getting to the point where you needed to write that book as an author.
1: How did I write? How did I come to writing the book? Yes. That yep. that's what you're asking.
0: Yep. Okay,
1: Are you hearing well, um, me good? Uh, it's a little bit low. I'm trying to make out the words. But, oh, okay. Um, Let me
0: go ahead. We're we're testing out a new system today, so give me a. Go. Ahead. Does, that, what that sound like? Does that sound better?
1: Okay, I hear you now.
0: Are you there? Yeah. Yep, I'm here. Okay. All, All right.
1: right. Okay. Um. I was, I had, uh, I thought about writing for a long, long time, and coming out with, uh, you know, what goes on in, in this guy's mind, myself, and putting it on paper, and I finally started doing that when I was in the service, and I've seen the promise it had and how it could help me out and help others out in the process. And it came to be that I wrote safe haven of Jesus for the people for is for Christianity and it helps people to come to peace, joy, laughter, uh, just to bring them in a state of ease in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And how to talk with God uh, Some people don't believe In talking with God They think it's a big farce You know they think it's Make believe or something But God is really near If you just go to him
0: mm-hmm. hmm. now, You know I mean a lot of people Have different beliefs In uh, in God and, and who God is And some people believe that God dwells within you um, And some people believe that God is not within you They're you know outside of you your book tell us about what what kind of a realization should people come to when they read your book? what did you present to them
1: uh, i try to present uh the god of abraham of israel and mm-hmm. um, try to make people come to terms that they can live in heaven while on earth, too. I mean, heaven is that big, grand place up in the sky when you die, they say, and I believe that, and uh, they can reach that point while they're on earth, also.
0: I I love what you've done with the book. I love what you've, you know, at least I've seen the the cover, and I've also seen uh, the video um, you know, but I, I I I love it when people come on the show and they tell about their faith. They tell about their unwavering faith. You know, what what is it about? What is it that that really motivates you to bring yourself to believe what you believe?
1: Okay, I I went down or. Uh... I probably went down to some of the lowest of the lows when I was in a service. And I I lived a lot of hardship. Even before I was in a service, I did occasionally. And after I got out of the service, uh, I was just trying to put myself together sometimes. And it brought me to God, and it made me have a special place for God in my heart. And I believe from that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us and you and I and everyone whoever decides on welcoming the Holy Spirit in their heart. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come from. I mean, yeah. when you're baptized, I believe you have a place in your heart for God and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Jesus ascended into heaven after Easter when he rose again, and he went to the Father so that he could send the Holy Spirit to us on earth. And so we have a place for God if we choose him.
0: Okay. You know, when it comes to... When it comes to the church When it comes to your book When it comes to the belief Ultimately what is your goal?
1: Well ultimately I would like to see er- I like for everyone to come to a Realization of the truth of what the Catholic Church uh, Implies and Wants and ask Of us to believe And follow And I'm Catholic and that kinda helps draw the attention to the Catholic Church but um the Catholic Church that that is to us is considered the kingdom of God, the church. Mm-hmm. And we can live in the kingdom of God. I believe that I live in the kingdom of God right now and you might too or anybody who's listening and it's a grand place to be in where you have God in your mind and your heart and your soul and when you have God living in your soul it just enriches you all the more it brings you to ecstasy at times Uh, when you're down and out he'll be with you and you can talk with him within and uh sometimes people don't understand where you're at in your mind, and we just we might just have God in our mind, and we're talking with him mm-hmm. and There's people that think it's crazy to talk to yourself uh you're not necessarily talking just with yourself, you're talking with the big man upstairs right, and uh, he'll deliver you, and he will. He will fortify you and he'll give you strength. He is the answer, Jesus Christ.
0: Now, your book, tell us about your book. Tell us more about what we can expect from your book when we read it. Um, what What did you get out of your own book when you read it?
1: Okay. When I I got my book published after it was I had it wrote and sent to the editor, and I didn't really have a full scope on the whole book until the editor brought a few words into Ashton in my book. He changed a few words, or she changed a few words, and had different, uh, it put different meaning in it, and it kind of aligned me with God all the more,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh... My book is about the kingdom of God, basically. And, right. Uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's a way of meeting God. It's a way of meeting God face-to-face. Some people, there's many people who think that if they do meet, meet God face-to-face, it's only at death. But I don't believe that personally. I believe you can meet God face-to-face many, many times while you're living on earth and I believe it's even a necessity many times also and if you give your all to God and meet Him face to face and and even uh, you sacrifice and be what He wants you to do and be uh, you can be transformed He wants to transform our souls Wants to, he wants to transform our bodies he wants a transformation of us and that's basically what jesus christ is about he wants our transformation and to meet with him in heaven and heaven can be on earth with us as well so before you die you can have face-to-face meetings and he just looks for your transformation and it's a wonderful thing and a wonderful experience to live
0: now i, I want to touch on On this because you believe And this show is about what You are what you believe you believe that you can Have heaven here on earth Tell us why you believe That why is that possible For you
1: Um, Some Many people don't believe in purity of heart I believe in purity of heart Because Purity of heart Keeps you close with God and he gives you reason. He gives you reason to know how to do that. And when he does that, you just have a you yearn for him sometimes, and it just makes the deepest prayer to him, even without words at times. And he listens to your moaning, and groaning, and your cry for help sometimes. Maybe, or your distress, and you're looking inward to God sometimes. Uh, He answers to those prayers. He puts you in places where He wants you to be in life so that we learn. It's a steady, progressing life we live in. He don't just... He don't just... Jesus Christ doesn't uh, spell everything out for you at every instant of the day, every day. He sort of brings you into a process of... It's like a transition maybe or uh it's a journey. He let you learn bit by bit and you grow in him in a process.
0: I love that. I love that. And and do you okay, so when you speak on your belief, do you believe that you are what you believe? Can you can you actually choose uh, to be happy or to be sad, or do you just kind of fall into it? I mean, because um, in your book it's so positive, and I want people to realize, you know, and, and understand where you're coming from.
1: Okay, uh, actually, I don't believe that we make ourselves. That's that's just the falsity. I believe that we make ourselves. Actually. Um, What can I say? I would say that uh, we don't—we're not able to make ourselves, but God makes us, mm-hmm. and He has made us. And if we—if we lose that sense that we're not making ourselves, and joining—if if you have a sense that you're not joining with God, it's probably because you think you're making your own self, which is which is a lie, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is the maker and God's the inventor of us. All we're doing is learning what our call our call of God is, what our what the will of God is for us. And when we learn that eventually we will be doing the will of God and nothing can surpass that. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. Once you once you meet the hilltop with God when you're in your in with your will joined with God's will. Um, You can reach mighty higher places if if that's what your heart is set on.
0: And is there anything that you want to leave the listeners today? Any any, um, inspiring words or anything that you've learned so far?
1: Uh, Well, Just being in harmony with God every day is a lot better than being in harmony with God. Is a lot better than trying to make yourself, Lord. Well, Jesus, He wants us to be like Him, but we're not taking the. We're not. We're not necessarily being Jesus Christ. We're being ourselves, mm-hmm. except. Uh, because nobody ever goes through life without sin. Everybody sins Mm -hmm. except Jesus Christ and Mary, his mother. And when we realize that, we see our faults, and then we can go to God, and he'll clear those faults up with us. Uh, God is a wondrous God, and he makes all things turn out for the good. That's my message.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for writing that book and presenting it and giving people the opportunity to see into the revelation that you have about Jesus Christ, about salvation, and about uh, living a good life here while you're here, as well as going to a good life when you leave. Thank you again so much. Um, and and I hope that you are, you continue to write, Mr. Turnwall, and that you continue to have success with your book, Safe Haven of Jesus. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Um, yeah, yeah. You have a
0: wonderful evening.
1: Okay, you too. Ha- have a good All right, night.
0: Where, you know what? Where can people reach you before I finish? Where can people reach you? Because I know that I, I can reach you, but where can people reach you? Um,
1: sure. Um, you can go to Um, www.fb.com forward slash safe haven of jesus and that's together as one word safe haven of jesus that's www.fb.com forward slash safe haven of jesus and fb stands for facebook but it's just short And also, you can go to my website, which is www.stephenturnwald.com.
0: I got it. We're going to go ahead and put that up for the for the listeners to actually get involved with you, and and if they like to order your book, and to and just to be in contact. It's great, great. Thank you so much again.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Uh, wow. Have a good night.
0: You too. You too. What a wonderful, wonderful revelation. What a wonderful book. What a wonderful person, Mister Mister Stephen Turnwall. You can reach him at Turnwall dot com or facebook dot com as fb dot com forward slash safe haven of Jesus. You know, it's like this. I am. I am just amazed at all the wonderful people that come on this show. The people that come on this show are nothing short of talented. I mean, they have no shortage of talent is what I mean to say. You know, it it is, like, uh, amazing, amazing for me. It's amazing that even – how can I say this? Mr. Stephen Turnwall has written a book out of the love that he has for the Saviour. The love and the respect that he has for the Savior. But not only that, he wants to convey that love to you. He wants to give it to you in the form of a book. So please go ahead and go to StephenTurnwall.com or Facebook.com forward slash Safe Haven of Jesus and order the book. Be a support. Be there. I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful person to actually take the time um, to do this book. And I am putting this information in our box here so that you can have uh, the information, all you got to do is copy and paste into your browser to go ahead and go to the website for Mr. Stephen or, forward slash or .com forward slash Safe Haven of Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you again, Mr. Uh, Turnwall, for being on the show and for doing what you do. My goodness, I am loving it. So we're going to go ahead and put a couple of notes in here uh, for his book. And Please don't hesitate I'm typing To <laughs> get this book It will be a blessing Thank you again so much Mr. Stephen Cornwall, for being on the show And we're going to go ahead and go to our next guest Please tell everybody who you are And what you do please Hello Yes
2: Hello, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. And uh, tell everybody That's who you good. are and what you do, please.
2: Well, my name is Ogmelia. My uh, United States my name is John M Covington. I'm a book author and an independent music artist.
0: Awesome, awesome. Mm. And and your industry is related to knowledge, a peaceful gathering, goodness, inspirational, and peace. Explain that to yes. me.
2: I couldn't hear you all the way in the first part. But were you talking about my book or are you talking about, like, in general? In general. Oh, yes, man. Kind of a long story short, since I was younger, I was always helping people, excuse me. And I got a gift, a lot of gifts and talents that the Heavenly Father instilled in me, instilled in me put it that way. And that's one of the main bases. And some come out of my, my music for singing, and I used to dance a little bit, but I rap in my writing. Uh, my number one move in life is helping people. And that's, I don't know, and leading people to a, a different walk of life that's better than what you seeing on TV. Mm hmm.
0: And you know, you you talked about your music. What do you mean your music?
2: It's really inspirational. It ain't all stuff like uh, all the cussing stuff because it's really not needed. And mm-hmm. it's uh got a lot of notions in it. It helps a lot of people out in the air. That's a blessing. And I love doing it. Um, you okay. know, not just for kids and nothing like it's for everybody the world.
0: All right, and and do you rap? Do you sing? What do you do?
2: Yes, ma'am. I rap and I sing. I was singing before anything, dancing. I started rapping at Twitter. And and tell us how
0: tell us how you got started on the rapping. I mean, how did you do that? I mean, you're a writer and a rapper. Yes, ma'am. So when did that start? The rapping.
2: I really started off doing poetry and then I used to write write it out. My older brother told me, um, I got some outstanding uh outstanding messages in my writing. I need to wrap it out. I can help a lot. I was like, hmm. So we got together one day, I was just sitting, chilling, vibing. And I just came out with it, he said, Yeah. Oh, so that was more that was a, a big ups right there. My brother, his name, Don D. And my mentor rung out of me more after they carried on for me. So I started off J. uh, And I created to J. Remedy. So it's a blessing, though.
0: All right. All right. Now, okay. So who has always been by your side, though? I mean, everybody has got to have somebody by their side. Who has always been by your side?
2: Oh, most definitely my mother. <laughs> most definitely. He's the only person in life. I'm 32 now. He's never laughed at me. Ever. Hmm. And, seriously.
0: Wow. Wow. And, okay. So, what drives you to move like you do then?
2: You're up to guide him?
0: Okay. And me
2: knowing that the more goodness I do, and opening up people's lives and helping them think better, and mature in a spiritual manner, and take them on different voyages that they didn't even know existed, I like doing stuff like that. Like if, if um, for instance, I make somebody smile, it's gonna make me glow inside out. I'm not asking for a handout, no money or anything. I'm not even asking for a thank you. Long as I know. I'm doing something that help you, even if a person don't like me and like doesn't like me or anything like that. As long as I was able to instill something, into them that would help them later on in life. Put it that way.
0: Okay,
2: and that's an honor. All
0: right, all right, all right. Um, you know, I have so many questions, and I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm overwhelming sometimes. But I want to ask you about yourself. How do you say your name again?
2: Oh, Agnilia. It stands what, for completion. How, go ahead. It stands for completion.
0: Okay, all right. And and why why did you choose that name and how did you come about that name? You know, it's very different.
2: <laughs> like Earth, I was just sitting, and um. I was sitting on the couch, and I was laid back on it, and I started thinking over it. I was like, oh, man, I want... I'm always soul-searching anyway. Mm-hmm. So it just popped in my head, and it said, "Millia," and I got up. I started thinking as I went to the bathroom and got up my phone. Then I got on the computer, I started jotting and getting into my intuition, and I started getting up on some other literature, and I was like, "Okay, that's why." And it rings the bell because it's exactly me. And it comes, more comes with that too. Okay. More like um help, spiritual guidance, psychic abilities, and stuff like that, and very really appreciated. I've mm-hmm. been different anyway, but without a goodness. So when a person tells somebody they're weird, they should be happy about it because if they can telling tell you you're weird, you being yourself, so you're acting like everybody else because if you want to act like other people? You must just sit in the corner because we wouldn't be made to. Excuse me, be like other people. We need to know what we are in still with and get to know oneself. Because if you don't know oneself, you won't be able to uh, appreciate your brothers and sisters in the first place.
0: Correct, correct, correct. And okay, so my goodness, wow. And and okay, so you got that. You got your name. You got. I mean, so. What are some of the things that inspire you? Because I'm I'm curious about the name. Now the name is like tied into inspiration. So what what inspires you?
2: Um, number one, every second of the day, the Heavenly Father. Mm,
0: I hear that. Okay.
2: And my walk, and I know what needs to be done and what I got to do, what I have to do. And mm-hmm. of our goodness uh, It comes with a lot of uh, Stress and strain but At the end it's like A super saying You'll come up 10 times better I hear you, I hear
0: you.
2: So you tell me about you... this song
0: I'm sorry go ahead
2: i oh, uh, bad with this Yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you,
0: you, you gotta tell me about it Did you write it Oh yeah, I'm right here you know. um, Awesome also, So we're going to go ahead and play first. that Okay We're going to go ahead and play that here On Gene Chasers Radio Here it is, Vibe with This
3: Damn Non-existent
2: Man, It's
0: always a way Within a way to
2: make a way, you feel me I'm talking to the whole world From here to Pluto, you feel me Keep smiling with it though, it is what it is, straight up.
3: Me huh. I'm a travel like the kicks can, I'm Johnny Quest, I think it came for abusing to see who's the best, huh. but no stress, hear the message, with each other acting like the game checking, but forgetting life's lesson, but if you keep with guessing, more and more become a crump snatch, the longer going hard, man, me falling like the twin thighs, like a little whistle with a tone, but a cause and effect can make your ass full grown, really I ain't shit. just bad with this, just bad with this. You ain't gotta try to know a lot of bad with this. Eat season, all around the world bad with this. Just practice what you're preaching, just bad with this. Just bad with this. Just bad with this. You ain't gotta try to know a lot of bad with this. Eat it all around the world bad with this. Just practice what you're preaching, just bad with well, this. Well, on Thanksgiving, all I'm thankful for is family turkey meal. Feeling sorry right, for in the Indians that try to keep it real. Hmm. E-snitch, Eclipse, be witch, Forbidden, Leaves from Bruce's, Bruce's, coming disrespectful on the real, Leave you toothless, loses. very inspirational important to me, You walk around without affecting, You so blind you can't see, Damn. Damn. Hostess, bring a word water, Bad common people out here, Killing for a dollar really I ain't just bad with this, just bad with this, You yeah. ain't gotta try yeah. to know a lot yeah. to bad with yeah. this, yeah. E.T.'s and all around the world bad with yeah. this, just practice what you're preaching. Just bad with this. Just bad with this. Just bad with this. You ain't gotta try to know a lot to bad with this. E.T.'s and all around the world bad with this. Just practice what you're preaching. Just bad with this. Bad with this. Just bad with this. You ain't gotta try to know a lot to bad with this. E.T.'s and all around the world bad with this. Just practice what you're preaching. Just bad with this. Just bad with this. Just bad with this. I
0: like that. I like that. That is catchy. That is super catchy. I
2: appreciate that. Hold yeah.
0: So tell us what, I mean, you know, okay, so you went from writing the fountain of youth images and to just vibe with this what was the transition between the two? How did you, did you always know you were going to be a writer and a rapper or was there a transition between oh my gosh, I can do this too?
2: i say a little like that because I've been writing since I was like super young, i say like four years old I was making books and stuff like that and I went in like little things in school like a poem of the week and stuff like that I was always winning them too, so yeah, mm. Kept on going with. It. Yeah. It's a long story. Mm. I'm gonna try to get out of, the way, out of the way, but it's not like, oh, I was I was thinking about this today, so I'm about to write it down and make a book. It's like, There's right. this man. He um, I talked to him. I uh, building up my my funds, and I told him I was gonna call back when I'm ready. So I called back two months later, Because I'd be so busy anyway, doing different things. And they said he doesn't work there no more, but he left uh, like a whole bunch of information stating that he said uh instead of me paying five thousand dollars, I only had to pay eight hundred dollars to start out. And she said he kept saying out of the mouth I don't know he must have liked you a lot or something because he went he never liked life did anything like that to him. I don't know how much you kept repeating it though. That is
0: fascinating,
2: though. like, hmm. hmm. So that was the start. Huh? And that was a blessing.
0: Wow. And so now you're rapping, and now you're both writing. What are the challenges that you face, um, you know, with the two? Are they totally different for you, or is it just now one and the same? You can do either or, and it really doesn't bother you.
2: Oh, I can do them all. 'Cause all together, they all bring oneness. Just like a person can't be one-track mining. There's always a way within a way to make a way. So it definitely got to be three-dimensional. So I'm in a. If anything, I'd be in like a a challenge with myself. 'Cause I would never carry a hatred or have haterism toward anybody else. I like um upbuilding. I like gathering. That's how we're supposed to be, anyway. And I definitely love helping people. That's one of my number one uh, gifts and talents in the Heavenly Father.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. wow. Now, I you know, I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm super curious as to know what is your belief. What do you believe as a believer uh, in the Heavenly Father? And is it different than the norm?
2: Well, you know, I started off going to a Baptist church and then Pentecostal. But then I just was knowing there was more to it than that. I was always different anyway. And I can remember so many things. I got a whole bunch of, like, uh, spiritual feedback that's not normal to uh, regular people. But I don't know. I would say, uh, but now I'm I'm Hebrew slash spiritual guidance. But I was on the spiritual guidance before I even know it existed. in the first thing in the right state of mind, I ain't know. It was like I was in the walk, but I didn't know the certain rightful literature to speak of. But I was walking the walk rightly anyway. So Mm -hmm.
0: Hmm. I don't know. And I mean, okay, so everything is a little bit of a how would I say you are the kind of person where you want to make sure that you are open to your spirituality within the realms of what you believe. Do you believe that you are what you believe or do you believe that everything is predestined for you?
2: I would, i go for a, for the name believe. I say I know. (laughs) It's very deep. And I know my walk, cause you know a lot of people don't know there. I'm not judging or saying I'm better than nobody else or nothing, but I never had a long walk to get to where I'm at now, and I had to learn how to balance myself out spiritually, so I'll be able to uh, deal with the the life we live now in the physical realm. But if you don't, if a man don't do that in the first place, they're not going to be able to balance anything out anyway, and stuff is not going to manufacture right. You, that's
0: true. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to talk with you because what I'm getting is I'm getting that sense of, you know, of certainty that you have it, you have what you have and you're certain of it. A lot of people don't have that. How did you come about that? How did you come about knowing that this was what you can do? You write. You can rap. You can do all this. And, and this is what it is. How did you get to that certainty?
2: It's so it's complex and it's very deep. Kind of ain't nothing right for me. Uh, every walk I took, it was always different things popping up like, or psyches that come to me like, prophets that say certain things to me like, I will see spiritual things coming to me like in different ways with different feedback. In my walk, sometimes I get uh, reminded of things like if I'm speaking or doing something, and then I, I sit back and got a visualizer on myself because sometimes I get like uh, hurt, which I am human, so it's going to happen, especially if you want to walk of helping and then you're going to get drained. It's going to be a big drainage. But yeah. you get reminded not just by, like, a person. If a person knows they get to know oneself deep enough, they'll start seeing things like of goodness in different spiritual ways. And the Heavenly Father will remind you, even if it's him or, like, angels or whatever, it's some type of thing that's going to make you chuckle to yourself.
0: (laughs) It's it's very deep. It really, is. and and you know yeah. what? I I commend you on that. I say that that is a wonderful thing to know. You know what I mean? To know what kind of a what kind of confidence does it give you to know? A lot of people don't. What what kind of I mean? What can you say to
2: others? I say this.
0: Why you know?
2: Like Peter in the Bible. If you walk into a church and you see everybody sitting there, he'll say, what are you doing? Stand up. So basically, a man got to be standing over the class with his shoulders up and know himself. He can't lead if he can't get his self right. If a man can't lead himself, how can he lead a woman? How could he get a, a real woman to listen to him another? And understand something because he don't have nothing to make her understand. But if he ain't got good feedback for her to uh, pass down to her to teach children, it's like a negative zero. Mm-hmm. So everything just got to be fabricated the right way. The right way. Or nothing's going to process. That's why a lot of stuff is going on out, out here now. Like all these kids and people is going around having kids, all these diseases and all. There's still all these killing and everything. It's going wrongfully because nobody is walking in the right, say, a man like he's supposed to in a certain heavenly father. So nobody can blame nobody with themselves. I um, I just, I
0: mean, I just, uh, you know, it's so difficult because you have a lot things going on now in the age it's so uncertain. And to see you and to see my past as certain about what you you know about what you know what you believe, what you've come to realize your journey, your walk, what kind of advice do you give to people to get what you've got?
2: Oh, that's a good question. You know what I tell people when they ask certain things like an example this uh this younger guy he told me. He said, "Teach me how to rap." I said, "No, I can't teach you how to rap, but I can, I can lead you to what you already got into you and bring it out of you, so you can feel for yourself what you about and what you're with. Just like if, hmm, that's one. Oh no. Okay, everybody is on Earth for a reason, and certain people got a certain task, and like. And if your energy is good enough in a, in a good state of the walk, your energy's gonna get to other energies. It's like it's gonna levitate to them. So you're gonna feel it. You seriously will. Mm-hmm. So I ain't helped a lot of people though. So like one of my gifts is like if I walk past certain people, if I feel something myself, I, <laughs> I had a female ask me one time. She said, "Am I some type of angel or something?" But I had to ask her. She said, "Because such and such." I said, oh, "Okay, I understand." It's a lot of different reasons, but oh, uh, I say like I this and you was. walk. Talk less, mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
2: if a person talk less and listen more, ooh, uh, they'll get a very good understanding of life.
0: Oh, you gotta say that again.
2: Oh, when a person talk less and listen more, they get a better mm. understanding of life.
0: Mm. That's a big one. So
2: I just thought it would make it no way a better way.
0: That's a big one. Talk less. <laughs> listen more. <laughs> I think I could say that to a lot of, you know what? When it comes to relationships, is that a key as well? Talk less, listen more.
2: Yeah, it can be. Most definitely. But if it ain't no understanding, it's not going to go nowhere at all. That's why I wrote a song called Communication. Mm. Most definitely.
0: Mm, mm, mm. So well, I know
2: you wow, in you wanna... talk to somebody and then they just sitting there like. <laughs> I know. Like the bird just <laughs> the ears or something like, that, like...
0: <laughs> Wow. Well, are there any shout outs you'd like to give today?
2: Oh yes man. Ooh, I want like to sh- give a shout out to my mother Yalina, and my daughter my mm-hmm. and your kind and
5: ah, to my God. family
2: and to everybody in a, a better walk of realness and who even even the people that's not try to uh get a better understanding mhm mhm.
0: I want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for for bringing in your uh, your music vibe with this. <laughs> You're the author of the Fountain of Youth Images. Tell everybody where they can reach you, please.
2: Okay, um, uh, Facebook, your family John M. Covington, or my book company is called. Uh, go to www. com. And that's your company? No, no, ma'am.
0: Okay. But that's where they can buy the book. Oh yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and put that up there on our page so that people can actually get a hold of you and uh, make sure that we are we got you covered as well. All right. and, and you know what? Keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you do. Keep being an inspiration. Keep writing. Keep rapping. I mean, for me, you know, and being certain, you you're inspiring. Thank you.
2: Thank you. And I appreciate your kind words. Oh,
0: no, that's truth. I my kind words aren't always kind. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nobody that's perfect either. You.
2: No. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much again, and I appreciate it. And uh, shout out to your family and to your mother for supporting you and all that you do. It's wonderful. I love the support of my mom as well. Yes, yes. That's all right, then we'll talk soon.
2: Okay, and thank you. Wow,
0: well, what a I mean, what a wonderful. Uh, I can't even pronounce the name. Wait a minute! Don't hang up! Don't hang up! Don't hang up. Pronounce that name one more time, please. Achmelia. Oh, goodness. I'm going to torture it. Achmelia. <laughs> there, is that it? Achmelia?
2: Yeah, ma'am. Achmelia.
0: Oh. oh, see. I got it. Achmelia. All right, Achmelia. Thank you again so much because I didn't want to mess up your name. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Saying. All right. Oh, Thank you. All right. Hello. Good night. Shalom. Yeah. Wow. Achmelia, the author of The Fountain of Youth Images and rapper and writer of Vibe with this. You can get him at Xelon Press. That's X U L O N P R E S S dot com. His SoundCloud is Remedy317. YouTube is JRemedy82. And Twitter is JRemedy317. Please go ahead and be a support. Go ahead and, I mean, you know what? There are so many different things and so many different stories. And I'm sure that Achmelia can tell you in the test that the stories and the journeys is, is just amazing to where you begin, to where you find yourself at right now. And I want to go ahead and, and give you a life-changing moment at this moment to, to show you a life-changing story and how it changed this person's life. We're going to go ahead and air the story of Lisa Nichols. And um, if you don't know who she is, you need to look her up. And it may not be the belief of everyone, but I believe in life changing moments. And for me, her story and mine, and Ashmelia and Stephen Turnwall, and everybody that's been on this show has a life changing moment. And this is no different than yours or mine. Here it is Lisa Nichols, her change and her story.
4: I'm in Inglewood, living off Arborvita. I am on government assistance, and I run out of money, and I had to buy Pampers for Jelani. And I had $11.42 in the bank. And I remember wrapping my son in a towel for two days. You know, someone said, because when I tell the story, I always get teary-eyed. And someone said, do you fabricate the tears because you've told the story so much? No, I'm a mama. Every time I tell the story, I feel it again. I remember the second day, like you said, I had my, st- my hand on Jelani's stomach and I said, don't worry, baby. Mommy will never be this broke or broken again. And that day, what shifted for me was I was willing, and I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, I was willing to completely die to any form of me that I had been so that I can birth the woman that I was becoming. The reason why a lot of people won't become who they want is because they're too attached to who they've been. And you hear it all the time when people say, I've always been this way. Okay, well, if that's working for you, keep doing that. I knew it wasn't working for me any longer. I had hit my version of rock bottom. So I was willing to let go of everything and everybody. See, another reason why people won't get there is because the doorway is for you to fit through. You're trying to carry everybody else through because you're trying to be Rescue 911. And you got to rescue you first. I am much more valuable to my family and to my community because I was willing to let them go. Go through the door myself, teach myself, learn myself, condition myself, and then come back and get them. I'm much more valuable to them now. But I had to go through a window, time of 10 years of judgment. You leaving us, hanging out with white people all the time. You going to these crazy countries. We, we don't know what you I, I had to be willing to, to allow my conviction to make me inconvenient. See, we want to grow, but we want to stay liked by everybody. I was willing to be my own rescue at the risk of your approval. But most of us aren't like that. Facebook is an example. We want to be liked. Well, I woke up and I like myself today, so your like is extra. My, my job is to like me first. I was willing to say every day, Lisa, you like you? Lisa, are you proud of you? Lisa, are you playing full out? Every day before I checked in with anybody else. That's lonely, by the way. Why won't most people do it? Because it's scary and it's lonely. So what did I do? I was willing to find people who had what I didn't have, who were living lives that I wasn't living, who believed things that I didn't know about, and I was willing to become their student. I got up every day and I ate a slice of humble pie. See, when you get to this level, even me 10 years ago... You can get caught up by reading your own fine print. See, whenever I hear people reading my bio, and before I came on, you read my bio, I'm in the back going, yeah, ya, yeah, 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 because <laughs> I don't want to ever think I arrived. I don't ever. That bio is old. I, I, you should be interested in my future. Oh, that's my bio. What's my future? Oh, what are you doing? What am I? Who am I becoming for 2020? And we get caught up in our bios. We get caught up in our status. I never allowed that to stop me from going and sitting at the hem of someone and saying, what do you know about wealth? See, because it's three forms to money. There's three relationships to money. We learn how to earn it. We learn how to keep it. And we learn how to grow it. Well, I, I learned how to earn it because my theme song was, I'm a hustler, baby.
3: <laughs> and I
4: want you to know, everybody with me. It ain't where I've been, but what where I'm about to go. So I was singing that song. <laughs> oh, good. They know. Ah. They know, right? I was singing that song when I was I was in working out of my closet as my office. I w- I was in a walk-in closet where you really couldn't walk in. You stepped in and turned, right? <laughs> and 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 the clothes rack. You know how you have the hanger rack. I had pant hangers in the closet, and I had manila folders clipping on the, the pant hangers. Those are my client files. And I would sit there and I put two ninety nine dollars 99 mirrors that you get from CVS. I put them all around my closet walls so that I can make my, my office look bigger. I worked out of that closet office for four years singing that song. And I ain't where I've been, but where I'm about to go. I knew that. I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to keep it because ain't nobody had none in my family. So keeping wasn't an issue. Growing was never an issue. So I went to people who knew how to make it, keep it, grow it. I went to people who was about serving others to the highest level. See, I make a lot of money because I serve more people. See, all your success is on the other side of service. People are trying to make money. If it begins and ends with money, it's going to be a short-lived victory. But if it's about transforming lives, then the wind keeps going and going and growing and growing. So I went to people that knew what I didn't know. And I, I, I killed my ego every day, murdered my she-go every Every day, because I got a big she-go. I mean, come on, right? Yeah. Every day, Tom. And I got hungry, and I learned. I went to the same training 42 times. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said 42. <laughs> Some folk will stop. they so oh, I've been there already. I learned that already. Yeah. No, I wasn't there. I wanted to be able to finish their sentences. I want to know what you know. I want to walk like you, talk like you, and then I want to embed me in it. But success leaves clues. We're just not picking them up i was the only african-american person at this conference i was one of two women at this conference within the last 29 sessions i led the conference but i was willing to be the student first so that's what i did number one and number two i looked at every toxic behavior in my life everyone you see me go behind my own black curtain people don't want to tell on yourself you're trying to protect You're trying to do four things. You're trying to protect, prove, hide, and defend. If you wake up every day and say, I have nothing to protect, I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to defend. Now, who do I choose to be? Because your energy is consumed with protecting, proving, hiding, and defending. But if you let go of that, then now you're in creation. Every day I told myself that. Every day I got in the mirror and I said three sentences. And I gave each sentence seven different endings. And at times I was crying so hard I couldn't understand myself because the ending, the sentence was so difficult to say. Every day I looked in the mirror and said, Lisa, I'm proud that you. And I found seven different things to celebrate Lisa for because we are under-celebrated. Because you want someone to celebrate you more than you celebrate yourself. You want to hear thank you from others more than you're thanking you yourself. You want to hear other people say I love you more than you say saying I love yourself. You were teaching the world. I said this on Oprah, and when I said this on Oprah, she said, oh my God, I believe the exact same thing. So I knew I had one thing right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the
4: world is looking at you and following your example of how to treat you, how to treat you. They're following your example of how to treat you. So how you treat you, the world's gonna follow your lead. So I had to start treating Lisa better because I was everything for everybody, but nothing for myself. And so every day I got in the mirror and I completed three sentences. Lisa, I'm proud of you for. Second thing, Lisa, I forgive you for. That one took me down daily because I'd had a son with a man who is now in prison, my biggest nightmare, my greatest nightmare. I had been in a relationship that turned mentally and then physically abusive when my son was three years old. I made money but lost it. I was on government assistance. I was on welfare. I was on women, infant, and children. I got a lot of forgiveness that I had to do. But I was willing to forgive myself every day. And every day I said the same thing for like six months until it got easier. And then one day I went, Lisa, I forgive you for it. And that thing didn't come up anymore. I was like, ooh, okay, on to the next. Seven different endings. And the last thing I did every day, last sentence, is, Lisa, I commit to you that. Because we make bigger commitments to other people. If I commit to y'all something, ride or die, you can bet your last dime that I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. You're going to get two dimes. But I would make commitments for me for myself, and I wouldn't do it, i.e. my weight. So I started every day celebrating Lisa, forgiving Lisa, and making a commitment to Lisa. And then I was willing to invest money in me. I love this. I was willing to invest money in me. Literally. 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 I worked at LA Unified School District, and I knew I couldn't stay there because they needed a degree I didn't have a degree they didn't seem happy I want to be happy so I would I would have my son at daycare during the day I'd work nine hours I would pick him up from daycare take him back to my office I take a 30 minute break from 6 o'clock to 6 30 to go get him I start working from 6 30 until midnight every day at my office on me every day put my son on a little, you know, primary color blanket, something to occupy him, give him toys that I took the batteries out of so he'd be confused for a little while trying to figure out why <laughs> they're <laughs> not working. I'm trying. I'm serious. And I, I did it every day, every day, every day. I stopped going out to dinner. I stopped going out dancing. I stopped getting my nails done. stopped getting my hair done. And every two weeks when Ella Unified paid me, I wrote a check to my dream. And I wrote in the memo line, funding my dream. And I would... I would mail the check to the bank, Wells Fargo, and I mailed a check to myself every two weeks for three and a half years. My family thought, you know, thought I was smoking on drugs. <laughs> like she ain't going out. She not. She eating beanies and weenies all week. She, she. she we think she on drugs, but she's not getting any smaller, so maybe not. <laughs> and. um and I went to the bank after three and a half years. This is the story you're talking about. I walked in the bank. I said, "I'm just going to check and see where that account is." Because I wouldn't open the I wouldn't open the statements. Because my mother used to say when I was growing up, "Girl, this money burn in my pocket." And I'm like, oh, "I think money hot and it goes." And it, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And it goes away fast. So I'm not going to open the statement because I don't want to know how much money I have because I didn't have a healthy relationship to money. I didn't even know a relationship with money. So while I'm at these trainings, they just kept saying save. I'm like, okay, I'm going to save. I didn't need the money um, that I was writing checks for because it was the money I used on my nails and my hair. And then every check I wrote to myself, I made a challenge with myself that it had to be 5% more than the next check. Wow. Than the previous check. So, I, and I didn't really know how to calculate the five percent. So I'm like, well, I'll just add thirty dollars. I'll just add sixty. I really didn't know anything about it. Then I went out and got a second job. And I started working in the evenings less on my business and more on jobs so I can write a bigger check. So I learned how to live on $31,000. That's all. I was living on $31,000. We can make it. We got it. I sold my Altima. I had at the time I bought an old Ford Explorer. You know, I just, I, just, I just skinny down. I moved out of my three-bedroom house. I moved in with a roommate. She smoked even, and I was like, okay, I'm going to put towels under the base of the door. Y'all, you got to be inconvenienced. I put towels on the base of the door so the smoke wouldn't come in the room with me and my son. We slept side by side in the same bed. Went from a three-bedroom, you know, three-bathroom house, two-story to a roommate, you know, because I was willing to write a check to fund my dream. And I kept writing, Funding my dream, Funding my dream, Funding my dream. And I walked into Wells Fargo three and a half years later, and I, I gave her my name. I said, Hi, my name is Lisa Nichols. And she's like, you the Funding my dream lady. <laughs> I was like, yeah so all these tellers came running around the manager came around because i guess everybody had processed a check or two right. and they were like we all been wondering like everybody wants to know what's the dream you funded and i was like i don't know it's gonna cost some money I think i got a little money now to fund the dream and so i said i just came to get my balance and to see where it is because I, I haven't opened any of the statements they were like what said no I haven't opened any of the statements because money burns my mama's pocket so it might burn my pocket so I don't want to spend it so she wrote the balance down you know how they write the balance down and she turned it and passed it to me and I looked at it and I said no ma'am my name is Lisa Shante (laughs) Nichols this is my social security number I don't even want that money because y'all gonna want it back and I don't want to get in trouble so can you just give me my account you know, because I didn't know anyone in my family that had $5,000 in their account, $10,000 in account. So when you write down that I have $62,500 in my account, that's not mine. And So they all teared up. Like, everybody started crying. They're like, no, it's yours. I looked down at my son, Jelani, who was five years old now, and I said, Jelani, I think life is going to change for you and mommy. <laughs> my son said... Mommy, can we finally go to McDonald's now? (laughs) Because I've been making them homemade Big Macs for a while. I was like, Mama mama can make you a better Big Mac than, you know, Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Because I was willing to inconvenience my entire life. My entire life. I was willing to disrupt my entire life to buy my future, to buy my possibility, to give my dream a chance. See, we're not supposed to tuck our dreams in on the, on the pillow when we get up in the morning. We're not supposed to leave them at home What's our command for tomorrow? What do you want to create? It's not keeping score. Your brain is keeping score. Because your brain is designed to keep you safe. Your soul, your intuition, your human spirit is designed to make you soar. And when you get to the edge of that stage, I want to get up right now. Can I get up you right now? You
3: whatever you want. think I'm going to tell Lisa Dickens no? When, Come on now.
4: When you get to the edge your brain will always tell you to step back. It's always going to tell you to step back because you can fall. Always. It's going to tell you to step back. Because before you fail, the last time you did this, you saw someone else fail. You could hurt. You could be off work. It's going to tell you. It's designed to keep you safe. So you have to be willing to play between your brain and your soul. And on some days, you got to just listen to your soul. And you got to say, I'm going to leap. I'm going to get to the edge. Most people are at the edge. And you're standing at the edge. And you're watching everyone else fly. That's tip my ride, watch my crib, all this stuff. You know, watching people's lives on Facebook. You're at the edge watching someone else live. Wondering what it's going to be like when you jump without ever jumping. And I'm just here to tell you, jump. Because only three things can happen. You're either going to jump and fly. Or you're going to jump and fall on something soft. Are you going to fall down hard. Either way, you're going to get back up. You already know you got what it takes to get back up. You're not, your greatest fear is not that you will fall. Your greatest fear is that you will live a full life and never fly, that you never leap. You're not afraid of dying. You're afraid of dying before the world sees who you really are, before they really get your fingerprint, before they really feel your breath, before they really get your contribution, before they really feel you. That's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to leave this place without us knowing you were here. All I'm doing is giving my, my dream a chance. And I'm not extraordinary. You don't get off the hook. You don't get to be left off the hook. I'm an ordinary woman who chooses every day to make one more extraordinary decision. You're a grinder. Yeah, right? Like
3: talking- <laughs> Wow.
0: Wow. What a story, what uh, inspiration, what a life. Um, We all have stories that we we are uh, just, you know, engulfed in. Why is this happening to me? Why is this always happening to me? Well, why not change our minds and say, wow, I'm going to learn from this because this is never happening again. Invest in ourselves. Can you invest in yourself? Do you believe in yourself enough to invest in yourself? Do you believe in your goals? Do you believe in your dreams? Do you believe that even at the age that you are today, you can do that, that you can accomplish that, that you can reach that goal? That is the question that we all must ask ourselves. So there is one thing I've always said, and I'll say it again. We have to stop wasting time. We have to stop wasting time. We have to move forward despite the challenges. What did she say? She said, you have to jump. I've heard that so many times. Jump, jump. I say jump. I jump. I do. I jump. Will you jump with me? Do we have the courage at times to just say no I won't jump. I'm I'm done. I won't do this. That's not going to happen. I'm not jumping. You see that cliff? Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see that cliff? Do you actually see that? Yeah, yeah. I am not jumping. Yeah, I see the cliff, guys. Yeah, I see it. So, what's the answer? What What's the goal here? What's the problem? Why are you still staring at the cliff? Why haven't you jumped? I'm jumping. No parachute, no trampoline to catch me, no net underneath. I'm jumping. Life is quick. Not too long ago, there have been some instances where you or I may have lost someone in our family. And it happens. Happens. And one day it will happen to us. And before that happens, hopefully in a very, very old, ripe, and healthy age, what will be your regret? I look at life like a big ball of regret. What do I want to tackle so I don't regret later? We have to stop wasting time.
6: The one commodity that is most valuable on this earth is time time to love time to live from the moment the human body is born it begins dying I don't think you you quite caught that let me say it again from the moment the human body is born it begins dying some happen faster some happen slower some of us help them to go faster and some of them prevent it from happening sooner and later how many seconds how many minutes do we waste every day doing things that are nowhere near the goals and aspirations and passions that we have inside how many times do you go through the course of a day and realize did I do anything I set out to do today write down those goals each and every day no matter if it's two goals a day if you can accomplish those then you're doing more than just making it through the day you are living and achieving your dreams find time to better yourself read explore research live life do things you've never thought of doing before that's what it's all about when you're born that's that date that they put on the left side of the tombstone (laughs) when you die they put another date on the right side of the tombstone But that dash in the middle is the most important thing on that tombstone. That is a line that throughout that entire time frame you were able to impact and touch others' lives. You were able to leave your mark on this earth. You were able to build a legacy that nobody could change. You were able to have it to where people remembered who you are no matter what. When you're living that dash in the middle, you're going to remember your why, (laughs) your why, why you're here, not not the why, why did you do something, your why, your your reason for getting up in the morning, your reason for pushing yourself past the brink of exertion and giving up, your reason for moving on and, and, and getting things done in life, that dash in the middle, that's the thing that pushes you,
5: How do you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of your physical appearance, in terms of your health? Do you take care of yourself? Are you allowing yourself to get overweight and out of shape? Are you conscious of your health? Are you watching the food that you take into your body? Do you make a deliberate effort to exercise? You know, it was George Burns, he said, we cannot help getting older, but we don't have to get old. And many of us get old before our time because we don't take time to take care of ourselves. Your environment is a very good indicator on a scale of 1 to 10. Is it what you want it to be? Do you find it desirable? Are you satisfied? The job or career that you're involved in. Someone said that 85% of the American public unhappy with their jobs. Are you spending eight hours a day just doing time? Doing something that you don't find challenging, that does not make you stretch mentally, that does not stimulate you, that does not inspire you. Something that you don't find a sense of fulfillment in it. If you're doing that day in and day out, it has to affect how you feel about yourself, your level of motivation. Your relationships. What kind of impact is it having on your life? Is it nourishing or is it a toxic relationship? Does it drain you or does it build you up? Ask yourself that. How motivated are you to do something about it? Your contribution, your actions. What are you giving? Many people will leave the universe without a trace. No one will know they were here. in fact, under their name, we could put under there, not used up. Will anybody know that you came this way? What contribution are you giving? What will you leave? What will be different? Because you came this way.
6: Just, just stop for a second. Write down your why. What, what are you doing this for in life? If your why doesn't make you cry, then that's not your why. Again, if your why doesn't make you cry, then that's not your why. Your why should be something so big that it moves Your family tree. Your why should be something so big that it changes the whole outlook on how things are with you and your home, your family, your religion, your purpose. Think about your passion. Think about your opportunities. And that's how you find your purpose. OPP. When that why meets up with your passion, your opportunity, and your purpose, then you'll find out. The most important day in your life is the day you remember why you were born.
0: Wow. So I just want to be an inspiration for you today. And I want to say that this moment in time, I want to have you close your eyes for a second. I want you to think about the reason you begun your journey. What is it? What is it that makes you cry? What is it that you can't live without doing? What is it that motivates you? And if that's not something that you're doing, then you need to figure out why you're not doing it and how can you begin. Open your eyes. You see all this reality around you? It's because of the movements that you've made to get it. You've worked hard. You've, yes. you've sacrificed. You've, you've never given up. You've always done something to move forward. There are always going to be setbacks. I had someone tell me, and they asked me yesterday, they said, Well, I don't want to fail. I said, Darling, that's not failure. There's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing as failure. There's only learning opportunities. And I told them, I said, you could find 50 million ways to, to just how they say fail. But there's always in, within that midst of that 50,000 ways to fail, there's that one way you have to find to succeed. So in those 50,000 ways, do you think you can get better and actually move forward instead of always going back? Of course. Of course. Of course you can go forward. Of course you can do better. Of course, you know, there's learning opportunities. You know, 50,000 mistakes or failures or whatever you want to call it, setbacks or whatever is never where you began. If you take step one and then you go to 50,000 Goodness gracious, how far are you from the moment that you began? So, you're not even taking into account all the successes that you've had from the first moment you began to the 50,000 that you're at now. Seriously, that is a huge gap. Succeed has never had setbacks. If you are successful, you have had more than enough setbacks. More than enough mistakes. I'd say that you, for every one successful move, there's got to be 50 unsuccessful things that got you to the successful thing. Be afraid of the 50 when you got that one big thing waiting for you, that that one reward waiting for you. Don't be afraid of the 10 when you got that one move. Don't be afraid of, of, of jumping. Don't be afraid to be a dream chaser. And i tell you a secret. When you get to where you think you're supposed to be, to the top of the echelon of, of, the, the, of the peak of, of the Everest, it's going to take a lot more to stay there than you know, because everybody is climbing up to knock you down. But don't be afraid to be the one looking up at the person that's up on top and saying, hey, what are you doing? How about we work together? And then now, both of you are standing at the top. So You look down, you say, hey, look, that's John. Hey, John, come up here, man. It's always good to reach out. Will you make mistakes at reaching out to the wrong person? Yes. That's part of the 50. Not everybody that's at the top deserves to be there either, but they're there. How'd they get there? It doesn't matter. They did their 50. They did their 50,000. They they did, they jumped. That's how they got there. They jumped. Are you jumping? I, I swear, I hear people that say all the time, well, how'd they get that number one hit on the charts when my song is a lot better than theirs? They jumped. How'd they get that song on that soundtrack? That song sucks. They jumped. Well, how'd they get to the top of that? How'd they do? They jumped. You ready to jump? Just jump. They jumped. They went from one to 50,000. They made a whole bunch of mistakes, but in the midst of it all, they succeeded. And I'm sure it was like, what the heck? I have no idea how all of this happened, but I just kept going. People ask me all the time. They say, Yaya, how did you get to oh, to 300 and some odd episodes? And and then you're, you're working, you're singing with the former lead singer, the Temptations, you open up for the Supremes, you've done all the kinds of stuff, you've recorded with the Commodores. Look, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I just know I kept going, and that's what happened. People say that to me all the time, and I, I look back and I go, oh, my gosh, yeah, that did, I, oh, my gosh, yeah, oh, my gosh, that really did happen. I forgot all about that. Oh, my gosh. You know why? Because I'm not taking account to what, what I'm just going, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm jumping, I'm, I'm taking, I'm seizing the moment. And when it happens, it happens. And guess what? You It happens. It's the moment that it happens. It's like all magical. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's done. And you're like, okay, what next? And so everybody's looking at your past. when you're looking at your future. And everybody's going back saying, how did this happen to you? And it's in the past. You're not looking back there. Because you're steady jumping. To jump, people. Who cares how they made it? How are you going to do it? How am I going to do it? What are we doing to move and propel ourselves towards our goal? Don't look to the past. That's in the past. Look to your future. What can you do to make it happen? Let everybody else say about the future, man. You know, the, the, I mean the past. The past is, is, is gone. What else can you do? How can you make that bigger? How can you, how can you move that? How can you work that? How can you increase that? How can, I mean, come on. Isn't that like the best thing about the journey is the creation, the creativity of it all? And I know I have a guest online. I see you. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. But I wanted to inspire people today to show you that you can go from rock bottom like Lisa Nichols and become the top billionaire company in the world on inspiration. You can be, I mean, look at Will Smith. Will Smith started off. He was a rapper, but he used curse words. You know what his grandmother told him? You better not come in here and use these curse words anymore. And the next thing you know, he had a top number one hit. He was on TV. He was doing all kinds of things. Now he's in the movies. The top actor, How? Do you ask him about his past, he's probably not even thinking about that. People who move forward and jump don't really Look back to see what happened And how it all happened They just keep going forward And when you remind them of where they came from Yeah they do remember that But the journey is like It's there But that's, it's, it's there it's, just, it's there, it's done Okay now what else can I do And I don't know how to explain it But I know this And I hope that you realize this That part of living is success and failure. There's always going to be more failure than success if you're jumping. But by golly, there's a lot of fun in it. And there's a lot of stress in it, too. Yes, of course, it's going to be work. But, I mean, come on. Isn't that what you want to do? I hope I've helped you today. We're going to go ahead and go to our next guest. I want you to tell everybody who you are and what you do, please.
7: Um, My name is Tawana Jackson, and I am a mental health professional. Um, I'm also a person that lives in long-term recovery. That's how I kind of navigated into that profession based on my own lived experience.
0: Mm, mm. Tell me about that. Tell me about your recovery, and what are you recovering from, if I may be so bold as to ask?
7: Well, um, just to give you a little bit of background, first of all, I'm a mom of two young adult children, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm a veteran. Um, Just a little backstory: When I was 13 years old, um, I was raped, and um, Mm -hmm. I never really, you know, articulated that at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. Back in that time, when I was younger, it was kind of taboo. We didn't have social media, wasn't no cell phones, wasn't no beepers. It was just one of those things I just kind of swept under the rug and just started acting out with my behaviors. Um, When I turned 17, I joined, I did DEP, which is delayed entry program into the military, and uh, ended up getting married, having two great children, but I married into the same type of personality that I was accustomed to. My father, you know, had an addictive personality um, with substance abuse issues, and my mom suffer from being a compulsive gambler, and uh, I just gravitated back to that same thing that we, that we let you know, that I knew at the time, and once I got into that relationship, I just kind of spiraled down, um, I started using myself, um, ended up getting eight felonies at the same time, and mm-hmm. it was just like rock bottom. And, uh, you know, you inspired me when I was just listening to you before I even came on. It was just what you Mm -hmm. said, I've got to keep jumping. And when Mm -hmm. I look back over it, just what you said, I can't remember the journey. I just know I'm here now. I just kept jumping. I didn't know what I was doing. You say jumping, (laughs) and that's what it is. But I just kept going. I just kept seeing that little train, you know, when we were young, and said, I think I can, I think I can, I think Mm -hmm. I can. I kept seeing that, and I knew, uh, even though I had, Issues with kids, with my children, teenagers, in the teenage years, I knew I had to be a better version, the best version of who I was designed to be um, and to Mm -hmm. be able to walk in my purpose. So really, it was the pit, that dark place, you know, substance abuse. I was getting high. I was getting drunk. The relationships that I, uh, you know, ended up going to, even after my marriage, were abusive. And for some reason, I thought subconsciously that's what I deserved. Um, mm. It wasn't until I started really getting into my own recovery, um, I also, I was duly diagnosed, and what that means is I was diagnosed not only with substance abuse disorder, but also a mental health diagnosis, post-traumatic stress from the rape, um bipolar 2, and in the minority, in certain communities, let me just say it like this, it's a stigma that's placed on you, and mm-hmm. you don't talk about that, you don't, you know, that's not, that's not, you can tell somebody you got diabetes. You can tell somebody you got cancer. But you can't tell nobody, I, you know, that I got bipolar because then I'm automatically labeled. It's like this black cloud comes over you. But um, just through perseverance, resiliency, and, and doing the work, I had to do the work. And it wasn't easy. Like when you said those, I mean, you gave me some really good pointers to make me self-reflect. You know, I took oh, a hundred, hundred million, thousand, thousand, gazillion steps. And a lot of them uh, were failures. But like you said, those one or two successes were enough to keep me propelled and motivated and driven enough to see to find my authentic self. And I learned mm. to just live in my truth. If I don't like something, it doesn't mean I have to be ugly about it. But I have to live in my truth. If I don't need to be in this environment, it don't matter if it's family there. It don't matter if it's you know you know my long term you know childhood friends. If it's not conducive to my energy and to my spirit, and the energy's not right. I just learned to uh just be true and do self-care for me and that's been that's been the, that's been the utopia in my recovery in my recovery.
5: Mm
0: mm mm. Now see I like what you said. You're not looking back cuz that's in the past and you're continually jumping forward. So when people tell you to look back, you're like, "Wait a minute, what what, what whoa." Right. <laughs> so that's a, I mean, it, you know, because you're not looking that way. You're looking forward. You're looking at the possibility. You're not looking at the, you know, the past as being the possibility. Well, that's gone. <laughs> you absolutely. Know?
7: So,
0: so when you're I've
7: looking. Learned, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But what I've learned so, is that, I, you know, you were saying about, um you know, using your time wisely and and to keep jumping, I learned that just as simple. There are 24 hours in a day. You got Mm -hmm. eight to sleep. You got eight to work. And what I was doing in those other eight hours, that's why I was failing because I wasn't doing the extra. I wasn't jumping in those eight hours. Those extra eight hours that I had after I had worked and I had slept, I wasn't jumping. I was laying dormant. So, therefore, that's where my failures came in life, and I've learned to, you know, be diligent. Eight hours and work. Be diligent. Eight hours. Get me healthy. You know. Get me enough sleep. In the other eight hours, I'm strategizing. You know. I'm making connections. Um. You made. Some, you said something else that was just like confirmation. You know. Just mm-hmm. because. You know. Some people reject you. That ain't where you need to be anyway. And I got a rejection today. And I just really wanted this thing to to fall through. And it was a rejection. And hindsight, it was the best rejection ever because it saved mm-hmm. me from going down a road that might have been detrimental for my own recovery. So, right. you know, it's about using the resources I have now, right mm-hmm. now, and to continue jumping. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> you know, I, and you know what? I like what you said. I like what you said. It, You know, a lot of times we think this is the path. This is the way. This is, this is where we're going to go. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. And all of a sudden, bang, no. You get that no, you get that no. It's no. The cl- the door is closed. There's a wall. Pull up bricks. You can't go that way. And you think it's the absolutely. worst thing that could happen to you ever in your life. But if you look at it, that wasn't the direction you need to. You have been redirected. Is basically what that is.
7: Absolutely, absolutely. And I've learned to
0: embrace that. I can
7: remember when I wasn't in recovery, when I didn't have the the life skills to know how to cope cuz it's really about coping you know what i'm saying learning learning how to deal with real life issues finances grief you know death of a loved one uh just being abandoned being traumatized a car accident you know i've learned in the in the natural things are going to happen beyond my control however i am the co-author of my creation of my reality I have mm-hmm. a part in what my reality is, and if I'm doing, if I'm jumping, continue to jump, knowing that life I'm living in this life, and that things are going to happen. When they happen, it's not debilitating, and that's what I had to get to because things in life, and they used to happen to me, I would get debilitated, and and that would be just that much harder to get back on track of life and, and to resume. But now I've just learned, okay, there are things going to happen in the natural. There's nothing that you can do about it. But to keep jumping,
3: simple, mm-hmm.
7: and that makes it easier to navigate. Uh, you know, just with life, you know, and and, and dealing because we all have things and emotions and feelings that we have to deal that we deal with internally. It's just how we, you know, externalize all those emotions. And I didn't have a healthy way of externalizing those. And, and shows like yours, uh, you know, just anything anything that feeds my soul and makes my energy just you know leap in the inside and give me goosebumps that's been a that's been that's been my recovery tool that's been part of things that i put in my wellness toolbox to keep me healthy so i just want to tell you thank you
0: oh oh you know (laughs) no thank you i I have been doing this show because i found myself 10 years ago now it's been this, this is our 10th year we're going into our 10th year and um I, I found myself in a deep depression because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So I said, I'm going to find people. I'm going to interview because I could talk. I'm going to interview. That's one of my gifts. I am a talker. So I'm going to talk and I'm going to interview people and I'm going to be inspired by their stories. And that's going to give me a right. reason to have my own. So there's a selfish right. reason why I started this. I, I started this as this selfish. <laughs> this is just all about me. It's, it's you know what? In in this journey, I look back on the ten years and I'm going, dang, wow, I was
7: messed up. <laughs> yeah, but in, in terms, but what happened is you you might have started or initiated it in that mindset. But you were getting fed off of the inspiration of others, and you know that's 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 the gift of it. You know that's the gift. Just like what you said earlier, we don't know the direction. It's just a detour. And and what I've learned is my story is no longer for Tawana. It's not for me. It's for Mm -hmm. me to express it so someone else can get that same goosebump feeling to be able to move on and share it again. That's the best that's the best gift that I can give. It's paying my rent in life. I'm paying it mm-hmm. for it. You know, I don't wanna die. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die full. I wanna die empty. I wanna die having bungee jump. I wanna die having, you know, continue to fit the homeless. I wanna have died, you know, going overseas and doing some type of mission work. Those are the things that I wanna when I die, I want to have fulfilled some of those things. So no, I don't want to die you know, fool. I just don't. Mm -hmm. It's too much life, Mm -hmm. and and, 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 and there are other people's stories and and their affirmations that feed me in the same way that they're able to feed me. I'm sure that they were at one point in their life in a dark space, so it's just beautiful to see the gift of recovery because we all recover from something. It might not be a clinical diagnosis, but we all have that inner resiliency, and we all know we all have that thing that, that I don't know what the term is, but we all have that thing inside of us that, you know, it just has to be activated. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. super twins. You have, you have to, it's laying dormant <laughs> and you just have to activate that thing.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yep. And you know, I, I love your, I love your organization. I know what you I love, what you've done. And thank you so much for your service for the, uh, for this, uh, this nation. Uh, being a veteran is is important yeah, and you yeah. put your life on the line for mine. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. So, tell us about your nonprofit organization, about being dedicated to improving and empowering the lives of seniors, homeless, veterans, single parents, their children, and ultimately the communities.
7: Well, it was birthed out. Uh, it's Recovery Warriors, and that's with the Z. Recovery Warriors with the Z. Um, the website is recoverywarriors.org. That's still with the Z. Um, all my social media handles, you know, recovery warriors, of with Z. Um, But it was birthed out of just me. Once I started the journey in my own recovery, I became a certified addiction empowerment um, coach and a certified peer specialist. <clears throat> and working at my nine to five, I loved the job, but I just felt that there was so much more inside of me that. I had to give to people like myself. I didn't I didn't feel like people like myself should be hospitalized and, and told that they can't ever work again and they, you know, have to take meds. So I started, uh, my first event was two years ago in my hometown of Columbus, Georgia, and I went down there not knowing what I was doing, never had taken a formal training as to how to articulate my story in front of an audience, and uh, went got a few, you know, people that showed up and I realized with the dialogue with them that I wasn't the only person, especially in a minority community that suffered with mental illness there. I mean, I had a cousin who came and I mean, we cousins forever. And I didn't know that she, you know, that's what, that's what her disability is. I knew that she had a disability, but I never knew what it was. And, um, I just started, you know, taking more trainings and started getting involved with the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network, Respect Institute. I've had the pleasure to speak in front of, at the Carter Center, the Jimmy Carter Center, um, okay. the heads of uh, the Georgia Department of um, Behavioral Health, um, Georgia Mental Health Consumer and Just just the Most High has opened up so many doors by me not being afraid to tell the ugly stuff that I used to do. And, mm-hmm. uh it was just birthed out of that. You know, we feed the homeless. Um, I go. As a matter of fact, today I had to. I had to drive to my hometown, speak at a uh, college down there. Drove back to be here on time to do this interview. Um, so I speak at colleges, prisons, um, anybody in recovery, anybody. And it doesn't have to be when people think mental health, they think. A lot of times they have this image of what they think mental health is, or a person who has a mental health diagnosis, or how a person with a mental diagnosis acts. And the media has a lot to do with that. But it also, I like to change the language. Think behavioral health, any behavioral change. You know, I got a friend of mine was telling me that um, when they got a divorce a couple of years back, they have a child that is now in the penal system and they think that the divorce is what caused the child to go down that wrong road. Well, that's a behavior change. That's not meaning we got to give him a prescription and saying that he, you know, needs to be locked up, but we do need to identify what the underlying issues are. So it was birthed Mm -hmm. out of that. It was birthed out of guys coming out of prison and, you know, telling me that they, you know, they feeling some type of way in their head and, I talked with those guys, and another another aspect of my program was birth pathway to pardon events, where I do quarterly events um helping people get their pardon in the state of Georgia for free. I don't charge them one dime um mm. What else I do? It's just a lot of things. Feed the homeless the first Friday of the month, just, just things. And I'm, all, and I'm doing this, and the reason why I'm so proud, and it's not me and ego, it's just me knowing if you stick to authentically who you are, you ain't got to go after somebody, some things. And the ones that you go after, when they reject you, it's okay. It's okay. I just learned to be authentic to what it is that I want to do. You know, if the door opens, great. If it doesn't, I'm not upset about it because I know that there is not a house that's only built with one door. There are some windows on that house also. Mm-hmm. So it's just really giving back in any way that I can. Um, I, you know, I, I deal with the CIT training with the police officers um, where we uh, teach individuals. If you have to call the police on a person who is in distress, whether it's addiction or mental health illness. Make sure that you ask for a CIT trained officer. You know, in the news we're seeing so many bad stories about, you know, this person had a gun, they had a mental illness. So it's making people look at people like me in the wrong light. I ain't trying to grab no gun and go kill nobody. So it's about <laughs> us connecting with the general public and, and and really just bringing awareness. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. That was one reason why I really want to be on your platform. Um, because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just wanted people to know the importance Mm -hmm. of it. This week is Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, I have an online petition um, trying to get mandatory mental health uh, classes in all curriculums K through 12. I think that's important. And when I say mental health, I don't mean bipolar, schizophrenia, depression. I mean life skills, you know, coping, anger management, stress management, because if we teach them those skills, then of course they're gonna know how to deal when, you know, they have to go bankrupt or if the house foreclosed or if their mom died. Not saying it's not gonna be it's gonna be easy, but they'll have the skills already at a young age. I'm sure you can think back over your life of a situation if you would have had better coping skills or better, you know, stress management skills. That situation you would have been able to maneuver through it, uh, uh, you know, easier. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what recovery warriors is. It's just really any and all aspects of ensuring that we are aware of all the issues, um, environmental, social, economic, structural issues, you know, all the issues that surround mental illness and behavioral health. Mm, mm.
0: That is a lot. But you know what? That's that's what you're there to do. You know, I I, I have to say I commend you because being raped is not easy. I was molested um, and I was also date raped. So, um, Mm. you know, these are things, but you know, it's like this, you know, I I, I, I guess I'm a little different because, you know, I always put my, my station on. I always tell people, you know, at the end of it, don't forget to what, dare to be different. And I guess what? I've always been different to the, to the point where it's like, hey, y'all crazy. right? <laughs> That's how I look Why? at it. Y'all Why? crazy. Y'all ain't got no sense. To be violating me like that, okay, all what? right. You and you, really, I mean, you did what you did, but you still didn't get a piece of me. But y'all crazy, y'all got some, what? y'all got some issues. And so I didn't blame myself for those things because I, I really didn't. I was 11 on the first one, and and I was 13 on the second one. And after that, I didn't, I didn't have n- nothing to do with boys <laughs> right. for a while. Right. And so right. it was like uh, all men crazy. That's just me. Right. All men are crazy. <laughs> You know, to try to try to understand them. Never, I'm good. Right, right. <laughs> but I never blame so, myself for it. So, you know, but so I, mean, I obviously, you're you helping people that do blame themselves.
7: Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, I blamed myself for a while. You know, because I didn't know, I didn't know why. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know, I didn't have the coping skills. And and until we, just people like yourself or people like myself are more vocal or giving people an opportunity to to share their story. Nobody else can tell your story better than you. Always say you are the star. You're the star in your own video of life. Nobody else can take that role because this is your life. So we just have to assume that role and and take our lives back and and, and just be willing. And, again, it's not for us anymore. It's to draw somebody else into their truth, into their authentic self.
0: You know, so – when people come to you, and, 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 you know, I know you have a lot of people come to you. What is, like, I know you have that client, you know, that, that thing, I call it the HIPAA conflict, where people can't, we can't yeah, really talk about nothing.
5: you know. Nothing.
0: <laughs> I know about the HIPAA conflict. <laughs> but what I'm saying is a generalization of just different situations. What What is your biggest advice on the biggest issue that you've always seen come to come at you?
7: Um, usually it's a self-doubt. Um, usually a lot of the peers, um, because we've been beat down so much, life has beaten us down, the situation has beaten us down, the system has beaten us down. Um, they just don't value themselves. And what I have to tell them, the advice that I tell them is to, you're responsible for your own life. You cannot put the keys to your success in somebody else's pocket. You just can't do that. You can't allow the system. You can't allow the doc. You can't allow the doctors, the therapists. This is your life. This is your life. And a lot of times, it's concerning meds, you know, or or being able to do the things in life that they want. Like a lot of peers want to work, but they might be in a situation where the family's saying, "Well, they are not capable of working." How am I, how how am I to say you're not capable of working? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. you might can't. Uh, climb a pole or you might can't, even if you're nonverbal, you know, you still can work. You can be a greeter or you can be, uh, uh you can work at Chuck E. Cheese as one of the mascots. So, you know, you just find what a person's strengths are. You focus on their strengths. And that's what I always try to tell them. Focus on your strengths. Don't forget about the weaknesses. You got to focus on your strengths because that's how you're going to pull yourself out of this pit.
0: Wow. Wow. And I'm, it's important. I know we don't, we have very limited time, but it's important to, to always uh, be that positive person. But what if a person is just not ready to be that positive person? Maybe they just, they're just not ready. They have too much that just didn't go right. What do you and do you I do deal
7: that with you? that, too. I deal with that, I too. Well, I
0: know you do. I know you do. In those
7: situations, because um, it's kind of like hitting a brick wall, but what I've learned is you just have to meet a person where they are. If they ain't ready, it ain't nothing that I can do. Nothing that I can do. I can be available available for them in the areas where they need me, and I can assist them. But other than that, when they because what they're doing is setting a the boundary. They're saying right now I'm not ready to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So as yeah. as a human, I don't have the right to move that boundary line. Do you know what I mean? If if I place a boundary and say no, I don't want to do this. You don't have the right to move my boundary line because I know what I'm comfortable with or not. So I just learned to meet them where they are, and when they're ready, they'll come around. It, it, that's how I was. You know, I was the same way. I wasn't ready every time. I had to get beat across my head a couple of times. I had to get felonies. I had to, you know, go through substance abuse and mental health classes and support groups. So I wasn't ready, but until I got ready, until life beat me down, you know, that's when the reality kicked in. So it's really about self-reflection.
0: Hmm. Wow. But it gets difficult. And, it does get difficult. It does. Oh, I know it does. I know it does. And, and and you know, what what helps you through? What helps you to get through what what you've gotten through?
7: Um, I really don't. It's so funny. I try to stay busy. That's what it is. I try to stay busy doing this advocacy. Because that's what fuels me. If I if I'm not doing it, I find myself in a downward you know spiral uh mentally. So I, I try to stay busy and I and I always I got this one person that I can call and I can vent in any way that I want and they don't judge me. We all need that one person that, you know, they're, they're the release. You know, they're that ear for you. They're that, that shoulder to cry on. So I have that and, and just really giving back. You know, it's healing me. Every time I go and they they think I'm healing them but they're healing me. I still have voids in me. So me doing this work is doing the work internally for me. So really just staying busy is no one thing. It's just being an advocate, going and speaking, you know, telling somebody about a resource, you know, it. it that's just being being connected with fellow peers.
3: Mm. Mm.
0: I. You know, I love it. I love that you have uh, taken a negative and made it a positive. And, uh, I mean, I mean, amazing to me. That's just amazing. To get through what you've gotten through, did you get any help?
7: Oh, absolutely. I went to – I tried independently on my own. Um, I tried the religion thing. <laughs> um, I tried to do it on my own. That didn't work. And I realized that I had to go and get help. And what I've learned is it's not that – a therapist or anybody, or a clinician or a psychologist can do anything for you. A lot of times, it's just people want somebody to listen to them without a judgmental ear mm. and make suggestions and let them choose for themselves which option is best for them. So, with me, the support groups and uh, family don't really understand, you know, because a lot of times they got issues too, but they're just not willing to admit it. So with me, once I connected with fellow peers, I found out I wasn't the only African-American woman who suffered from, uh, you know, bipolar. I wasn't the only African-American woman who's been raped. You know, so just getting um, around fellow peers who had a likeness, we had a common denominator. Even though there were bad circumstances, it was great to see us flourishing, you know, we were rising up out of that dark place. So for me, that was the passion. That was the passion seeing, you know, the one who was homeless or on drugs really bad. We do the support group two years later. They're in their own house. You know, they're working two or three jobs, got a car. So that right there, being around fellow peers, that is my support. Mm.
0: Mm. They
7: understand. They don't judge me. They know, you know, they, they, they understand the symptoms. They understand the dynamics of a person with a mental diagnosis. So it's easier to 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 I never have to leave part of Tawana outside when I come with, around peers. I can bring all of them right. through the door.
0: Mm, and I love that. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. Where can people reach you?
7: Um. Again, they can reach me on my website. It's r e c o v e r y w a r r i o r z dot org. They can. Reach me on Instagram, Recovery, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y, underscore, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-Z, Facebook page, Recovery Warriors, again, with a Z, and my, they can also find me on Facebook, Tawana Jackson, Um, they can contact me, 678-558-9330, just want to tell you again, um, thank you so much, and The interlude and you guys speaking, the intro was just so empowering. I mean, you blessed me more than I think I could have gave to your show tonight. So I just want to tell you I really appreciate it and thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. You know, not every show is the same. You know, some shows, I have nothing to say. I really don't. So I play a bunch of music to people that, you know, been on the show before, and I just highlight their music. And sometimes I give a revelation. I'm like, hey, I got something to say today. Woo.
3: Well, I
7: appreciate that. I'm glad that you were able to.
0: Hey, hey, and then now I left myself empty. (laughs) Right, right. That's
7: right. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's what it's all about. That's
0: it. That's it right there. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Tawana. And thank you for doing what you do, okay? And continue to do it, continue to inspire, and definitely continue to help. Uh, people get over uh, their past so they can move on to their future.
7: We'll do and thank you again. Um, have a great evening. You too.
0: Wow. So tonight we've had much inspiration, so much from Stephen Turnwall, author of Safe Haven of Jesus. You can reach him he's on our, our page as well as Ah Amelia Amelia uh See, I knew I was going to get that name wrong. Achmelia, I'm hoping I'm saying it right, author of The Fountain of Youth Images, also a rapper and writer of uh, Vibe with this. We played that earlier, and you can get his information. As well as Lisa Nichols, we uh, downloaded and and just played her audio of her change and how her life was just down. I mean, she didn't even have two nickels to rub together to buy her, her son diapers, and then all of a sudden, bang, there it is, she took change she took uh she took a hold of her life and she changed it and I want you to stop wasting time we do we really do have to jump and move forward and again, people who are successful really don't pay attention to their past they're always moving forward, always jumping, always moving toward that next thing that they're doing that that next idea that they have to make things better to make it bigger to make it progress and and Truly, just like Tawana Jackson said, the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, Inc., you really aren't paying attention to what happened in the past because you're so focused on jumping into the future. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. Um, you can reach us at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. anytime. Anytime. I'm, my name is Yaya Diamond, and that was that is a wonderful method to get in contact with me. I do have some assistance. Oh, you can reach me on Facebook.com forward slash Dream Chasers Radio. You can hit me up on Instagram. We're really not big on Instagram, but you can reach me on Twitter. I'm pretty big on Twitter, and that is the Yaya Diamond or the Yaya Diamond. So it's Twitter.com forward slash G- the Yaya Diamond. Dream Chasers Radio also has a Twitter. Please follow us, subscribe, subscribe. We have Oh, i mean so many videos on our youtube just go ahead and put in dream chasers radio guy diamond on on youtube and this episode will be uploaded to youtube too so you can listen to this while you're in your car you can tune in on google play uh stitcher tune in uh, I mean, wherever you want to tune in. We're everywhere. We're trying to be everywhere. And we're going to keep jumping until we are. And thank you so much for tuning in. It, it's been another edition of uh, another Red Hot Reality production, and I am I'm ready to go jump somewhere, somehow. We got another show coming up tomorrow at 1 p.m. Don't forget to tune in. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, until then, like I said before, don't ever to Ever, what? Ever, never, ever forget to what? Dare to be different, baby. (laughs) All right, guys, until tomorrow. I am telling you, I know I'm silly, but that's just the way it is. If you're different, nobody can figure you out. Ha ha. See you later.